In its history, NASA's carried out six successful moonwalks involving 12 astronauts. It started with, of course, Apollo 11, um, July 1969. Uh, went through till uh, Apollo 17, December 1972. Today, the process to return to the moon begins in earnest. At around 10.30 tonight, NASA will launch Artemis 1. It's an uncrewed spacecraft that's designed to test the capacity of the new technology to take human beings back to the moon. And it's not just a mission in isolation to get people walking along, planting a flag and so forth. It starts with uh, what would be a 10-day mission in twenty um, in, in a couple of years' time, in May 2024, assuming this goes well tonight and over the next few weeks. Then in 2025, there would be a 30-day mission, including at least one female astronaut. The idea after that, is a potentially a permanent lunar presence. It's a spectacular leap forward for space exploration. And Enrico Palermo, the head of the Australian Space Agency, headquartered here in Adelaide, is in Florida for the launch later tonight. Enrico, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Well, so from your perspective inside the industry, what what does this mean? What does this mean the next decade looks like in your world? Yeah, I mean, there's a real buzz in the industry around this flight. Uh, as you said, it's been 50 years since humans sent a, a rocket of this size uh, to the moon. Uh, and, and the difference this time is to establish a permanent presence uh, on the moon. And it's, you know, NASA's collaborating with many international partners, including Australia, to make this a reality. How, how tightly fought is this? Because we, we heard before from our, our uh, correspondent, Tim Lester from Channel 7, in the US, in Enrico, about China are expressing an interest in, in doing it. So um, is there like a sort of uh, sort of coalesced around the US, a, a, a bit of a coalition of like-minded nations that are, that are involved in all of this? So there's something called the Artemis Accords. Uh, so the Artemis Accords in Australia is one of the eight founding signatories uh, around how we can cooperate in a peaceful way to, to return to the moon uh, and go beyond and, and work within the international framework. Uh, we have today. So this mission, uh, for example, is a, is a US rocket, uh, the Space Launch System, uh, but includes a, a European uh, service module built by the European Space Agency. Eventually, we'll see Canada build a, a Canada arm for the Lunar Gateway, which is a, a sta- an orbiting station um, uh, near the moon. And so this very much uh, is bringing together uh, a few nations uh, to get back there. The, the price tag for this endeavour is is over one hundred and thirty million dollars Australian, one hundred thirty four uh, sorry yeah one hundred thirty four billion dollars Australian. Let me get that right. Um, we for fifty years said we could get to the moon, but it wasn't worth it. What's the simplest explanation for people listening as to why it makes sense to go back now? I think uh, you know you, if you look what Apollo did uh, to the world, Apollo, the Apollo generation, and you know tomorrow if, if the flight goes as planned, the Artemis generation starts. Apollo inspired generations of scientists, engineers, uh, entrepreneurs to you know develop technology, develop businesses, not just in space, um, and it really light, lighted that spark of curiosity. And and we've seen many spin out technologies from that significant investment. Time's going to tell. I think we're going to see that repeat. Uh, with Artemis. Um, the reality is every day we rely and, and uh, benefit from space-borne technologies here on Earth. And so continuing um, on missions that sort of push the limit of exploration, push the limit uh, of technology is going to have a lot of benefits uh, for life back here. So, Enrico, what's the, what's the idea around having a permanent presence? Like what? We're talking about 
building like an actual like you know place with accommodation where astronauts can actually live full time on the moon. Yeah, NASA has uh, various uh, concepts of, of how that would, would proceed. Um, that's going to open up uh, new markets for science and research uh, using the unique environment of the moon. Uh, it also allows us to look at how the moon could potentially be a leaping off pad into further parts uh, of the solar system. So you may be able to do it more efficiently uh, from the surface of the moon eventually. Which means Mars, presumably. Correct. Hmm. It's amazing. It is. It's incredibly exciting. Very envious of you being there, Enrico. What's your What's your setup for tonight? Have you, is you're sort of in a VIP section? Is there a red rope? What? How does it work for you? Being the head of the Australian Space Agency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, boarding a bus at around uh, two a.m. local because they're expecting a lot of traffic. We'll go out to uh, quite a, a, a VIP viewing spot. I'll be there with uh, the heads of agencies from NASA and other international space agencies and astronauts. Uh, and, and getting to, to view the launch. There's, there's a tremendous electricity in the air here and what's called the, the Space Coast. It's not just because of the, the thunderstorms that are still coming through, but you know tomorrow we'll see an attempt to launch the world's most powerful rocket that's ever launched, and it will send the Orion um, module uh, deeper into space than every, any uh, spacecraft that's been designed for human spaceflight to date. And so it's, it's a big moment for the world, big moment for NASA and its partners. Excellent stuff. Great to see South Australia is represented there. Yeah. Enrico Palermo, the head of the Australian Space Agency. I'll tell you what, the idea of populating the moon, that's one way to solve the dramas about five-storey apartment blocks in Adelaide suburbs, isn't it? Do you, reckon mean, it- you, might, you might run the risk of getting picketed by pe- people of the moon against urban sprawl. <laughs> you know, the moon commute's not that bad. Oh, yeah. No, we're working Adelaide. We're going to be in the... Yeah, uh, you know, just got to watch out for the black hole about halfway, halfway <laughs> in, but yeah. I normally make it from, you know, the sea of tranquility to my desk in about, you know, four light years. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.